to District Divided, a DC sports podcast, more specifically a Commander's podcast. I am Mummet. That is KDOT. And in case you didn't notice, we are wearing shades. It is a victory Monday, the final week of the season. Sam Howell gets his NFL start and debut. And 11 of 19, 169 yards, a touchdown, a pick, five carries, 35 yards, a touchdown. We're going to talk about Sam Howell, of course. Uh, We're also going to then ask the question, did he do enough to convince you that he should be in the running to be a starter? What would you do at quarterback moving forward, given Sam Howell's performance? Uh, we will then jump into the comment mailbag. We'll talk a bit about the offense and defense as well just before that. Um, and we may even provide predictions on what we think is going to happen this week with the commanders at the front office and, you know, all that jazz and stuff like that. But Kato, how you doing, man? Doing good, man. Wearing these shades. I mean, victory Monday. Sort of. I mean, oh, you uh, take uh, it, man. Anytime you, it's against you take Dallas, the win, especially against Dallas. I mean, Dallas is collapsing like we knew they would. I mean, Classic. but anything I think I'm wearing the shades more in uh, trying to bring through. I'm like Snyder on the yacht far away from the team now. You know, I'm not even wearing shoes, you know, sails up, toes out, bro. So you got the toes out, got the shades on Snyder over in England doing his fucking thing. Mediterranean, wherever the fuck he is, just far the fuck away from Ashburn and Landover, Maryland. Yeah, I think with the all black look, you look like, you know what? The season's over. Funeral for the season. Thank you very much. But let's move the fuck on. It's that UK yacht vibe, right? Sadness. Right, right. Oh, just your typical Brit. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But um, why don't we go ahead and jump into Sam Howell and his performance? Okay, the fifth round rookie from North Carolina got the start after a bit of confusion. Sounded like it was going to be Heineke at first. And then it was Howell, um, which was... Awesome. I, I think you could feel that FedEx was juiced up a little bit. We had a surprising number of fans over there, in my opinion, after the debacle that was the Cleveland Browns game. Um, KDOT, once again, 11 of 19, 169 yards, a touchdown, a pick. But he also had five carries, 35 yards of a touchdown. And his very first NFL throw, a touchdown to Terry McLaurin. What did you make of Sam Howell's debut? Um, Good. Lots of good. Barely any bad that I could see. I mean, um, I'll even start with the bad because I, I, I want to heap more praise on this guy than anything. Um, sure. But then I want to also put it in perspective, right? So, like, uh, we said before this game, there are a lot of things that you really don't want to hang your hat on and learn too much that to you make too many huge or major decisions based off of one game, right? So, when you look at the bad, the interception, of course, in the end zone was terrible. But, I mean, name a rookie quarterback that doesn't do something like that where right. they, they, they don't know quite what's what. They're, oh, shit, I could just make this play. And he knows as soon as he lets that go, ah, shit, shouldn't right. have done that, right? Happens to the best of them, right? I mean, it happens to some of the – you look at Aaron Rodgers last night playing football. He had a few other fucking moments trying to go out like Brett Favre. Um, look, there the, that's where you see some of the bad. Um, also, some of the footwork sometimes, right? Um, you see sometimes where he would uh, – he dropped back. Uh, so his dropbacks weren't necessarily as clean as you'd like to see some guys 
But mm-hmm. once again, rookie, that's something you build on. That's something you work with. That's something you start developing, right? Um, especially if you look and you see the amount of time he's actually had um, getting full-blown coaching or enough coaching. Or, he hasn't been getting as much as the other guys have been getting, right? So right. If, if you look at that, then you're like, okay, those are definitely things you can polish. Or even in an off-season, your full off-season as a pro, he go hire somebody to be a quarterback tutor and get some of that shit cleaned up. Like, not a big deal, right? Um, right. So those would be the things. Like, the bad that you see, it's like, eh, pretty typical. Pretty typical mm-hmm. shit, right? Yeah. Now, if you look at the good, right, like the, the good was all over the place. You look at just natural talent and ability. Um, number one, the biggest thing you saw in this game was the natural zip on that football, right? Um, it's one thing that we talk about when it comes to Carson Wentz or Taylor Heineke as far as arm strength, right? Like even with Carson Wentz, when it came to throwing these, what I like to say, the, the, the routes that Taylor couldn't throw and Carson miss. Um, would be the 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 quick out routes, right? The yeah. ones that I say that intermediate pass again, the crossing routes where you gotta hit the guy in stride, right? The zip you see Sam Howell get launch that ball. That ball comes out once he makes the decision to have happen. Mm-hmm. Fast as we've seen the quarterback position here in Washington in a minute. Um, yeah. Carson Wentz, as much as he has zip once the ball is released, that windup is so fucking slow. You kind of know where it's going. And Taylor Heineke, want make the the release might be quick but it looks like it fucking takes a train playing an automobile for the goddamn ball to get to its destination, right? So mm-hmm. Sam Howell, quick zip on the ball every time that he was snapped back and he'd throw. Fucking great. You also see just the natural mechanics. So like um, when some of the pass rush, you see the way he drops his arm or moves and just has the feel for the pocket on. All right, this ball might get batted down. I got to slice it this way. And he's not even really thinking about it. So that Taylor, it, it it's reminiscent a lot of like the playmaker you saw with Taylor Heineke. Mm-hmm. With even a more looseness to him when it comes to it, when it comes to it more than anything, because I mean, you look at it, he's more of an athlete than Taylor Heineke is. And then of course the mobility, right? The ability to just say, Hey, there is space right there. I'm going to take it. How many times have we see this season where it's, uh, there's been space in the field and either Heineke loves rushing awards pylons and Carson Wentz is just afraid to do anything. So right. <laughs> Wait, he saw the space? Go fucking take it. And he's got enough speed to make it happen. And also, that rushing touchdown where he bulldozes the shit out of Diggs was just cool to see. I mean, you look at you look at how he doesn't look like a specimen. He kind of looks... He, you know what the funniest thing was? He looked to me... When you say that we retired Sonny Jurgensen's uh, jersey or whatever, even yeah. though they pulled something off the fucking equipment room. Um, yeah, I know. But you see the old photos of Sonny Jurgensen. He's smoking cigars and stuff. And he never looks like an athlete, right? He just looks yeah. like a guy. That's what Sam Holder. He looks like a guy. Well, uh, he even had the photo of him with a cigar trending from his North Carolina days after. Bo- yeah, so like it's great. It's there. He's it's a there. guy, yeah. and it's but he's he's a footballer, right? Like so. So there were a lot of things, and then the 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 big one, right? The completion of that deep ball, you look at that throw that he made to Terry, 60 yards in the air on a fucking rope. You look at even the pass that Jahan should have came down with, even though it was a fairly tough catch for Jahan. You got to come down with that one. Where he thought, perfect, perfect position on that football. So there are a lot of things you see of Sam Howell. You're like, huh, that's exciting. That is cool to see. But you also realize he has no game film. So Dallas didn't Mm -hmm. know what to expect. You also realize that Dallas, you can see they came into that game fucking sleepwalking. They thought there was going to be a cakewalk. It clearly was not. Um, So there's a lot of those things where you got to just kind of put it in perspective. A lot of times when a rookie comes in, especially an athletic rookie comes in, 
and the defense has no idea what it is they need to do to scheme. All right, do we just need to play back? Do we need to spy as far as this? When they don't know what to do, you can get away with a lot, especially in your first game. So what that means for Howell, I don't know yet. No idea. I'd like to look at the All-22. I think that might be a little more illuminating. That'll come out tomorrow. But, um, hey, a lot more positives than negatives in a quarterback room and a quarterback history that has been a lot more negative than positive recently. Yeah, I, I really like the way you summed all that up. And the thing I want to highlight, of course, the throws I thought were you see the zip and people have talked about that zip before and he showed it, you know, a lot at North Carolina. And then again, at the senior bowl, he's a good player. Um, and we even said that before. Good player. We'll see what sort of quarterback he ends up becoming. But to your point, no film on the guy. You saw Jared Stidham carve up the San Francisco 49ers, and then he plays the Chiefs and does absolutely nothing. So, right. you know, you're going to get a bit of a mixed bag. But that being said, you see enough potential there that I understand getting excited over it. I personally am. You know, it was a nice little shot of adrenaline for the franchise. I also uh, want to mention that mobility that you talked about. Just see space, take space. He would decide within a second. There's that much space I'm taking. It's as simple as that. It, it's a, uh, it's kind of a, I mean, it's a general sports concept. It's, it's there. And I play a lot of soccer. It's there in soccer all the time. You see the space, you take the space. It's as simple as that. You should receive it. You should turn and that's it. He has that sort of instinct, which you don't see many QBs have because they will stay in the pocket if it's clean enough and go, okay, I'll wait for someone to get open. And I get it. But when it's a C space, take space type of thing, like you're guaranteed yards every single time. And he's sliding. That was always our problem with RG3 is he didn't freaking know how to slide. And yeah. so like he he represented the best of many different. It was almost Carson with confidence. It was Taylor's mobility. It was it was cool to see. Now, again, you see the stat line 11 of 19, 169 touchdown. But it, it's not it doesn't wow you. Right. But it also is one of those things where if he gets the right offensive coordinator, maybe we'll talk about predictions and stuff like that. Right. And we have the right scheme and we have people getting open. Who knows? Who knows? So why don't we jump into that conversation? I will, I will say one thing. They, they, and sure. That's a good point you made as far as the um, he wasn't being greedy. And that Correct. is something you definitely don't see a lot from young quarterbacks. You even don't see it a lot from veterans. They, they sometimes get too greedy. Um, Carson Wentz earlier in the season, the checkdowns there. He doesn't take it. He hangs on the football too long, waiting for something to develop. Taylor really is guilty of that, too. Taylor, absolutely guilty of that. Patrick Mahomes, up until this year, was something that I was highly critical of, which is why I was so high on him this year with Andy Reid as his coach, was you rely so heavily on Tyreek Hill eventually getting open that you hold the football for so goddamn long that the pass rush finally gets to you and the play breaks down. Take what the defense gives you if you're in a position to take it. If it's the fourth quarter and you got 90 seconds left in the game, I understand needing to get need to get all the chunks, right? But mm-hmm. if it's in regular game flow and they're giving you the eight yards right there on second down where it leads you to third and short, why do you need the home run there? You don't. And Hal right. did a great job of accepting what it is the defense was giving them. And so day. let's let's jump into that next question then, K dot. So did Howell, based on that performance? Yeah, given his performance, what would you do at quarterback this offseason? To me, it's a it's a thought process of two options. Okay. okay. Um and to me, it's dependent on I think it's a toughie. Now, the thing is to me is that I'm not of the idea the fifth round draft. I mean, 
I'm not going to say that. I think that's stupid and that's not that if you got talent, you got talent. I don't know if this coaching staff so far has ever been quite in the loop on what it is they've gotten from the quarterback position. And I'm not talking about just this year. I'm saying even before then, you remember the Alex Smith deal when they had to start him near the end and they weren't even sure if he was healthy enough to ever play again. And Alex was like, well, I was doing all these things. I thought I was in communication with these guys. They had no idea what was going on with us. And then it ends up happening like, oh shit, Alex Smith can play. And it's like, mm-hmm. it just feels as though they have no feel for what's happening in the quarterback room. Um, to me, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I'm just not sure. Like, my thing would be that you you go into this offseason under the philosophy, and we're going to talk about it a lot in the next few weeks, yes, which we is will. my entire thing as far as handicapping Ron Rivera from um, spending too much on quarterback to handicap us two years from now with new ownership, right? Mm-hmm. When whatever changes we need to make are happening, or when you have so many guys like Deron Payne, who you're trying to figure out how, if you're going to franchise tag him, this, that, and the other, you want to spend a lot of money on the quarterback position. So if that's the case, what do you do? You're either saying, Sam Howell, you've got the job, which is which I don't love doing that for young guys, much as I love competition. But then I say, all right, if you've got the job, what am I looking at as far as a backup? I'm a fan of Taylor Heineke coming back. Um, I think the fans need to get their fucking shit together as far as not trying to completely lionize this guy and screaming for Taylor anytime anything fucking goes bad. So I think the fans need to get under control. But the I'd love to have Taylor come back. And if you hear Taylor in the press conferences or talking to the media afterwards, he'd love to come back, right? Um, mm-hmm. He talks about it. He, you don't have to get hit as much. I love being a part of it. Like, he's a perfect mentality to be a backup, right? But mm-hmm. if you're doing that, you're clearly saying you're the number two, this guy's number one. What you don't do in that scenario is then bring in another veteran that could potentially oust Taylor Heineke to third string where you're going to pay him a certain amount of money because everyone says the same thing. Taylor Heineke's never really looked great in training camp. He never really looks great in practice. He's a game maker. If you bring mm-hmm. in another guy, Taylor's not really going to be it. Then there's the other thing, which is do you bring in a, uh, a, a, a wily vet someone, a journeyman, somebody who doesn't cost a lot of money, but can then spark competition between him and Howell. And if that's the case, you're probably saying bye to Heineke. So to me is that whether or not my love for Heineke supersedes mm-hmm. what it is I want to see happen. I think the correct decision probably to make is to bring in a cheap vet and have a full-blown quarterback competition going into next season. Okay. Um, so for me... We'll begin with the Ron thing and the coaching staff. Um, they're going to be here, right? They, we don't know who all, but, and we'll talk about that later on, you know, with the predictions and stuff like that. But as far as I know, as of now, Ron is here. And as of now, he's going to get to make this decision. So I think what's, what I would do is I would bring Heineke back. I would bring, and I would have Howell, of course. And I would let that be the competition. You mentioned uh, a cheap vet, for example. Well, if we know Taylor's willing to come back and we know that the locker room likes him and we know that the locker room also is now growing with Howell, well, then at least from the fan base perspective, you have two QBs that you enjoy, uh, that you love. And I think the preference would be for Howell because he's more of the unknown, right? We know what Taylor is, but we don't necessarily know what Howell is. Maybe he is the guy, maybe, you know, is it likely? No, but is it possible? 
Sure. Why we not? Said we, we said we knew what Taylor was after last season. And we're still calling for Taylor. God, because we saying. knew because we knew what the other guy was. OK, so, well, half of us did. Half of us here knew what the other guy was. Um, CW over there. But uh, here, here's the deal. That's what I would do, because I don't think this is a Super Bowl roster. I also don't trust Ron and his staff to properly evaluate the position. I also don't necessarily trust them to evaluate many positions. <laughs> so, I mean, if you look at their free agent history and you look at our pro bowlers right now, the pro bowlers right now were on the team when Ron got here. Um, and then you look at the different guys they swung on William Jackson, for example, three years, 40 and a half million dollars. He's gone. Um, and then he brings in his usual Andrew Norwell, like his Trey Turner, like it's always guys he's familiar with. And so for that reason, and the whole Howell's not ready, maybe he wasn't. He looked fine. That's that's sort of my thing is now looking back, the when he chose Carson, how Carson looked, how he chose to keep him in there against Cleveland, the whole uh, leaks from Logan Paulson, who even said he wouldn't start Sam Howell this week. Like, I just don't know that I trust them when they say people aren't ready or people are good or people aren't good. Um, if we talked about Chris Paul and Kalik Hudson, for example, they had nice games against some starters for Dallas. So, I mean, I don't trust them to evaluate positions. Therefore, just bring the same guys back. That's what I would like. And keep an eye for the 2024 draft, because if it goes badly with Hal, that's not a bad thing long term. And so that's what I'm thinking about as well. Dot is, hey, if this goes bad, could be good because it is a loaded, supposedly 2024 QB class. Yeah. I mean, look, it, it gun in my head. What do I want to see happen? How gets named the guy going in the next season? He has a full off season. Um, or you say it's a quarterback competition between him and Taylor Hanek, but everybody fucking knows that. But Howell would win it. Right. right. We would and want Howell. You'd to want win Howell it. to win it. Those yes. you're going in the next season with two quarterbacks. That's it. If you need to sign an emergency guy, you sign an emergency guy, but those are the two guys. And the thing is, if Howell plays season. badly, I am of the belief, just given where I you feel we work. are, you let it continue. Right. You right. let it work. Yeah, um, exactly. So, so I, I get that there, there is one thing I just wanted to ask you, cause I've been hearing this narrative kind of creep up after the game. And I just want to sure. make sure we're on the same page. Yeah. Um, you're not saying at all. I mean, I like I've told you that I don't feel as though the, the, the coaching staff is in line with the quarterback room. I just don't think they have a good lead line. And I think that's been the case you. for a while. Right. Yes. The, the narrative that I'm hearing recently has been, why didn't they go to how earlier? Yeah, that, so I'm not. Uh, so that that's I'm, a bit I'm tricky. I'm hating that. I'm hating that. I'm hating I don't. That. So the thing is, I don't hate it. Uh, but I also, I think the people that were very staunchly that weren't in the building, echoing the sentiments of the leaks that he's not ready. I don't know that you necessarily believe that, but I'm not criticizing the decision of not going to Howell sooner. I'm fine okay. with the way this played out. Okay. If that Does that make sense? I, like it's, them yeah, saying he's not line, ready. I get, I get it. <laughs> them saying he's not ready. I'm not sure I believe anymore considering how bad they are at evaluating talent and players. But at the same time, I'm totally fine with him having just played this last game. Right. That's a okay with me. Yeah. No okay. issues there. That's fair. That's fair. Does that make sense? No, it makes, I, I, I love the fact that you, you, you handle that with nuance. Cause I just think that, some things I'm hearing in certain aspects of Twitter, some things I'm hearing in certain conversations with people. I'm just like, 
you were no, in the playoff the, hunt. It was fifth yeah, round. The, well, the what whole, about Brock Perder? The whole was, idea. He was a third quarterback. Like they had and, to go and through not only do they have to go to him, but they right. have an elite system over there. And any one of right. you has to acknowledge that. That right. believes Brock Purdy. It's, it's, you put Sam Howell in that system, we're probably like, oh, look at Sam Howell. We have right. Brock Purdy. Like it does, but, but it would have taken matter people. It would have taken yeah, yeah. a Trey Lance and a Jimmy G to both go down. <laughs> Correct. Or the Sam to show up. It's not, yeah. hey, we don't like let's throw this guy in here where we're in the playoff hunt. Like, I'm like, yeah. hold on, what? No, no, <laughs> like, I, I yeah, I'm okay. not I'm not right. putting on the retroactive glasses here and going. Okay. Oh, based on what I saw against Dallas, let's go back eight weeks and Howell should have been in. No, yeah, that's not what I'm saying. That to me is ridiculous. Okay, yeah, cool. I agree. Right, we're you. on the same page. Great. Yes. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Um. but that's what I would do. It sounds like you're leaning more towards. Is it the cheap bet in that case? Um. Look, I think if I'm because I think be... Heineke is the cheap bet is sort of what I'm thinking. I, I think. I think the correct decision, if I take my heart and emotion out of it, Okay. Is to bring in a veteran. Okay. I really do. That being said, I can't completely remove those things from me. I don't want Taylor Heineke to go anywhere. I love that dude. And he's, if you can get him for the right price point, because I think as far as backups go, he's going to command something. Um, right. If you can get him at the right price point, then yeah, I, I want him back. So, so that's sort of my question to you, KDOT, is what is just, surface level what is your goal for next year that's uh very i i don't know if i could get into that without going really that's fair so i guess my thinking is i don't unfortunately think the goal can be super bowl and for that reason i don't think a cheap bet changes anything at least with heineke he's familiar with this current system if scott sticks around let's say right so then at least you have familiarity in the system for now both qbs uh versus bringing in a cheap vet who has to learn it, who, as we know, with Scott's system, you have to learn it. He's not learning anything about you. He may not even know your name. Uh, and you just need to figure out his system uh, based on what a number of X players have said. That is not just me speculating. That is just X players have said, Scott has a system and you just need to work within it. That's it. So, so that's sort of where I'm coming from. I think it just makes more sense to, but that's based on my expectations of next season. I, I That's fair. I mean, it's, yeah. I, I'm not disagreeing with that. I just, um, before you guys get me going on a fucking long-winded, <laughs> crazy tear about shit, I'll yeah. let that go until we start really getting into the... Um, the the, the, the off-season stuff. talk, the proper. So yeah. why don't we go ahead and jump into a bit of the rest of the team? Okay, so, I mean, we had a number of players miss the game, and it opened up uh, opportunities for other players. It was nice to see Armani Rogers come back. I know he only had the two-yard rush, but, like, it was a guy we liked early on in the season, yeah. for example. So him returning from IR was cool uh cam sims cool to see him get a little bit of run yes he only had the one target yes it was an interception uh but i enjoyed being able to see some of the other guys <laughs> get chances to play and then the two people i highlighted earlier i thought Khalid hudson was excellent on defense and chris paul who you know was a late round pick for us very versatile and they kept talking about his versatility and stuff like that I thought he filled it admirably. It was Sam Cosme that I was getting beat like a fucking drum. There's not necessarily shame in that because it's Micah Parsons. But, I mean, you expect more from Sam Cosme at this point. Chris Paul was great, KDOT. I, I didn't hear his name once as being a problem. No, he, he, once again, I'm a, I, I need to look at the All-22. But, yeah. he, uh, no, he looked he Surface looked good. level reaction. Yeah, Surface level reaction, he looked good. Surface level reaction, the same thing I've been saying about Cosme for the last few weeks is that what they're asking Cosme to do is weird. I have mm -hmm. his guard. 
I think you got to kind of play him there. And keep He's him playing there. tackle for the team. It's, yep. But like to me is that I'm not criticizing too much when I think he's playing out of position. So like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like um, what I saw out of this game. So if I, I feel like, so are we sticking to offense or just overall? I mean, you you, can, like you can just go overall at this okay. point and shout out Jared Patterson as well. 17 carries 78. We look good too. Yeah. They look great. Um, so as far as um, yeah, offensively, what did I gain out of this? Um, the offensive line needs a lot going in the next season. That's something that's got to be yes. it's a long-term project, right? But there's certain pieces I'm looking at. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, Chris Paul, you're a piece. Sam Cosme, I think, is a piece. Uh, maybe a depth piece, but he's a piece. Um, and then you're just everything else is fucking on the chat is on is on the docket. I don't know what gonna, I don't know what Chase Rie's contract looks like. I think his contract's up. After the season, if I'm not mistaken, I'll I might need be wrong a, about I that. I can double check that for you. So, um, talking, uh, but beyond that, I mean, I don't know if he's going to be great coming back off the injury. Um, I there's not anybody on the offensive line that I say should be completely safe. Um, there, it, I look at completely retooling, which is crazy to me. Thinking it, we looked at a year ago, they were six rank. Um, even with a Brandon Sheriff who was never always healthy. <laughs> we're yep. still a six fucking rank. Yeah, so it's I don't it's honestly it. inexplicable. Yeah, I, I, don't <laughs> I don't understand don't it at all. Um, I, I'm so I mean, there's that. Um, if we're looking at the running backs, it's always nice to see Jared Patterson. It's always nice to see Jonathan Williams. I want another rookie fucking running back. I'm being completely honest to add to that mix. Just to jump in, uh, so Chase Ruiye, there is a potential out in his deal, but we do have two You're more years of him it. if we choose. Right. Okay, you, you, you try to bring him back, especially if you think that he's healthy enough to come back and play at a level. Um, you mm-hmm. bring him back, but there are just pieces that need to be added there that needs to be done. Because his, his base salary does jump from 2.6 to 8.3. Yeah, that's tough. So but, um, we'll see what the commanders choose yeah, to it, do. So there, there's a decision there. I don't think there's an overall terrible decision to be made, but I'd like to see him back just because Sure, it's not easy to completely retool an offensive line if you're going to start from scratch and not have any fucking bodies that existed for the previous season, right? So, yeah. yeah, and really, whenever he's played, it has been solid. His play has been solid, man. You know? I think he's actually been one of the most important pieces on offense. You just hope he stays the same or close to right, coming off right, the injury. Right, right, right. right. And you're not paying $8 million for what could have been based on what we've seen previously. Yeah. Um, So there's that. Uh, defensively, you're right. And offensively, Cam Sims always doing Cam Sim shit. When you're called up to do things, he does them. Um, Dammy Brown, I also like, yeah, he looked great on special teams. Um, he, he did that tackle he, he had on turf. It was awesome. Yeah, and I think, uh, hearing, um, uh, it was Greg Olson, I think, doing calling the game and he was talking about how, uh, they, the, the coaching staff would always say that, like, if it wasn't for the three guys in front, Dammy Brown would get a lot more opportunities, a lot more chances. Um, I look at that dude and I'm like, I, I really want to see what it is they can build with him. I, he's a piece that I always want to see here on the team. Um, so my thing is when he said that, it was like, okay, but like, can't you sub one of them occasionally and like put the kid in? Like he had eight snaps on offense this week. Like, yeah, yeah. And but, he played with Howell. So I was thinking maybe you try that a little more, but anyway, whatever. Yeah. You, who's your offense coordinator? So the, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I tried to not, I tried everything to not say um, <laughs> that, but defensively, knows it's on my mind. Kalik Hudson, where have you been? <laughs> where is this guy? 100% been? of snaps, seven tackles. Look good. Look, never like seen him play everywhere. this well. I've never seen him play this. You know, well. he He's had been six, here. you know, he had six snaps or eight snaps the whole <laughs> season. And then but, they gave him 67. I've not seen. How long has he been here now? A couple of years now. Couple years, I've never seen him play so. this well. 
And out of nowhere, you got 100 snaps and you playing lights out. Because we drafted him, um, I believe, in 2020. So this is actually yeah. year three. Year three, yeah. Greatest job I've ever seen from him. Maybe he's a piece. I don't know. Uh, Danny Johnson. I saw somebody say it on Twitter, and I thought it was perfect. The Cam Sims of defense. Great. Bring him back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, the, the correct answer for anyone in case it's a trivia question for how many snaps Kalik Hudson had before this game. The answer is five <laughs> yeah all right Insane. so there's that um yeah man I, I like i look at defense to say danny johnson is actually somebody i'm, I'm kind of excited about along mm-hmm. with benjamin st juice fuller definitely had his moments throughout the season um i i look at the defense i'm like all right cool i'm still i know that everybody's really high on jack del rio because of where they ended up with the whole thing i am a little less high on jack del rio which you know sounds like fucking blasphemy um but i think he relies way too heavily on the talent rather than the scheme um, so that's just me, but I'm just a dude talking on the podcast who fucking gives a shit what I think about. So the, uh, the, the, the really exciting to see some of these guys come out of nowhere. And it also, especially the defensive line depth, where you got Obata coming in, you got this guy coming in, this guy coming in, the dude whose name I can't pronounce with the long hair. Um, just fucking <laughs> great guys. What I think his first name is like Benny or some shit. Um, yeah. Poto I. Awesome. Love seeing that shit. And also when you see that depth on the defensive line, it makes you excited about what prospects you're looking in when Phil Mathis is coming back. Mm-hmm. Got a decision with Deron Payne. Mm-hmm. Chase Young hasn't looked great in pass rushing. Some decisions need to be made. Um, these it makes you excited that on defense there are still some pieces there. It's just a curiosity on why they can't start and finish the season at the same level. Yeah. Um, just want to say. So just go, uh, circling back to QB talk. Oh, and Joey Slide needs to go. Go ahead, keep going. Okay, so uh, okay, um, maybe we chat about that after the pod. So the uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, but just to round out the QB talk because it wasn't mentioned, but it was implied, I suppose. Carson Wentz not coming back. You're certainly not bringing him back on the twenty no. something million. Are you bringing him back in any capacity? No. Same. Um, all right, let's jump I over. I wish him to... the best and I hope he does find Same. something that works. Same. He's a good dude. I, I want to make that abundantly clear. Like he is genuinely a good dude. I don't dislike the person. It just a QB. I hope he figures it out mentally, honestly, because he is super talented, but that's it. If that's, not, I hope he's that's chilling. what separates people in this league is the mentality. Him and Cliff Kingsbury go sit on a mountain of cash they made and put together IG fucking film clips next season and just chill for a bit. Fair enough. <laughs> that would actually, I would enjoy following that. Um, all right. Well, let's jump over to the common mailbag where we have a few over here, I believe, by maybe six. Um, let's begin with a friend of the show, Brendan Nickel. Shout out, Brendan. Appreciate the comment here, bud. As a Packers fan, I've never had to endure poor quarterback play. This is pretty funny considering they got knocked out yesterday. With Rodgers looking close to done, I wonder if I have to look forward to this level of pain and suffering. Probably not, though. Love will end up being a Hall of Famer. We appreciate the comment there, Brendan. Fuck you. And fuck you. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then we got Tony. Tony. Shout out, Tony. Guys, are we justifying Rivera? The guy is just not a winner. Also, David Carr said his brother, Derek Carr, is looking for a team with stability. We're not that team. Thank you for the comment, Tony. I actually replied within minutes of did Tony you? saying that. Oh yeah. Oh, Where did you have I, to remove yourself from me? You had, to I, I literally was like, hold on. I was like, just to be clear, I'm not justified. <laughs> I am motherfuckers. You are. I'm, I'm defending not. Ron. Yeah. And that's fine. That's fine. I respect you. K dot. 
and your opinion. Uh, but I think Ron has to go. And then we got Johnny Otto. Shout out, Johnny. Can we please get to a point where we are not the punchline in our division every freaking year? We're doing our best, Johnny. Really appreciate the comment there. I hope I hope we can not be the punchline. The sale, as soon as that happens, you may begin thinking about the sunshine and rainbows that are to hopefully come, but we'll see. Um, I don't think we're the punchline. We're just not. I don't think we're considered we're kind the of joke the punchline. No, nah, I think that we we could typically be the punchline. We've been the punchline like over the course of last season, especially stuff that's happened off the field, right? Right. But even the the way that everything that collapsed, in. The, I get it, but it, it's been quiet now. And if there's anybody that's a fucking punchline, it's Dallas getting smoked twenty six six by a bunch hilarious. of fucking backups that going into the goddamn playoffs. Dude, no one's talking about the fucking commanders. Dak throwing the, the same. Cowboys. Dak throwing the exact same throw after Kendall Fuller dropped the first one. And then They're, it's a 29 yard pick six. That shit was hilarious. The Cowboys' worst offensive output since the year 2000, I think I heard. Um, what? Fucking <laughs> garbage. And now they have to go to Tampa, which like Tampa's not even good, but like it's Brady and you just never Brady. know. And it's on, the, and it, it's on Monday night now. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. If they lose that game, it's going to be great. Um, so appreciate the comment there, Johnny. And then Blood Clot with a couple. Um, this first one, shout out blood clot. Uh, this first one says on the fourth and one call, I read an article where Cooley actually said the same thing. He liked the call, but didn't like the look. So this is what you were talking about. Okay. Yep. Uh, something about the way they lined up was too revealing. And on top of that, Emotion. the miss block. Also, I agree. Sam Cosby played great at right tackle when he was lined up with Sheriff. I think having guards that don't know their assignments and slide can make a tackle's job a nightmare. I think Sam is pretty fast on his feet. My last question, and this is early, but who do you want to select in the first round? As it is now, we have the 14th pick. We officially have the 16th pick for those that are wondering. But if and when we lose, we didn't, stunningly. As with other teams losing, we can go as high as the 10th pick. Once again, we are the 16th pick. Everyone has us mocked to get a cornerback, and I understand this is a big issue, but I think our offensive line needs to be addressed. I would love Paris Johnson from Ohio State, but I think he'll probably be gone even by the 10th pick. So currently I'm high on Broderick Jones from Georgia. He's super athletic, real fast, feet long, big. His one negative was that he bites too early on his blocks where he gets impatient and engages early. This could be fixed with coaching. I'm not sure about this coaching. What are your thoughts? Who do you want? I would too take early. a corner. I would I'm, say it's too early, but yeah. if I'm just giving a gut reaction to this question, Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State. That's who I would take. Yeah, I, I got to do some more digging. Fair enough. Um, I also think the track record of Penn Staters in the first round, pretty damn good. We like what we see with Jahan. Micah Parsons over and uh, fucking Dallas looks all right. So I would, I would go Joey Porter Jr., but I also to KDOT's point, would like to do some further digging as well. Um, and then we have a second comment for Blood Clot. Cosme slid in his final year in college because he lost key pieces that went to the pros that helped him succeed. All the talent left. Well, I appreciate Makes the insight sense. there, Blood Clot. Um, yeah, because it's sort of what we then see at right tackle. Like you said, sort of weird yep. usage and stuff. And then, Tony. Shout out, Tony, one more time. How about those cow? Co. Commanders <laughs> love the comment there. <laughs> really appreciate it. Um, and we appreciate all you guys. This was District Divided, a DC sports podcast, more specifically, a commanders podcast. Wanted to take a moment because this is you know, just thank you guys. Um, I know it's the end of 2022 and we didn't really get the opportunity to do so, but just thank you all for following us this whole time and for liking the videos, for subscribing, for commenting. Um, we, uh, we didn't say it, but we really, really appreciate you guys like big time. Big time. Um, heck, even when K-Dot and I are like texting, 
we'll, we'll be like Tony, blood clot. Like, you know, we'll mention you guys, all of you, Johnny, like VA money, all, all these guys. Um, and so just really appreciate you all. And uh, happy belated birthday shout outs. I wanted to do this last episode, but forgot to pally for life and to Ridge where your helmet at. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed your days. Um, that made it sound like they were dead. They're not. They're doing well. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed your days. <laughs> uh, but yeah, after the pod begins right now. Yeah. You know, it was crazy because like I meant to thank everybody at the start of the new year and ah. it just it just didn't happen. And I was hey, like, fuck, I forgot about that. What did you say? You're a nicer soul than I am. <laughs> well, I mean, it's cool, right? I mean, we, we have You're lucky to be watching us. Looking forward. <laughs> you should be happy to be in my presence. I should charge you a fee. <laughs> oh, man. I'd love to get these guys on the pod, too. Yeah, I think, man, that's I think it'd be a wanna, lot wanna, of fun. During there. the offseason, too, like maybe maybe we just get them in. And it's like, what what the fuck would you do? Look, man, Go I ain't we're, all, I... we're all guessing here. I ain't trying to talk no science. I ain't, I ain't talking a smack, but um, yeah, you are here. There's a lot of commanders content out there. There's a lot of commanders content out there. There is. Um, I think some of it's bad, and I'm looking at some of the numbers of some of the shit that gets this out there, and I'm like, fuck that. Well, like, I there- see us. I've actually, you know, looked at some of those other ones and compared us. I maybe I'm crazy. I think, I think we're better. Could. Yeah. I think we're better. And so, like, the thing is, there are a few that we haven't touched yet. I'm not going to deny that. But there are a few. And the only reason I'm not going into more detail is I ain't trying to put anybody out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But of course. there's absolutely some guys that are out there that are speaking some good shit, that are uh, diving in and doing it the right way. There are some other people that are just incendiary to be incendiary. There are other people that are just, I And I, it, I look at that and I'm like, yo, I don't think they put forth the time and the effort as much as what they do is they placate off these emotional ass fans for this fucking fan base. They can't wait to hop in the comment section and write something fucking crazy because they're feeling emotional as shit one day. But here's what I know. The way we do this show and the way that we continue to trend to do this show, where you get new ownership, when things start quieting the fuck down, where you got to worry about just the product on the field and not bitching about everything else that's going on. This is when these type of shows kind of take off because you need somebody to actually look through the X's and O's, the way the team is being run, the way you look through the way the psychology of the fucking players and the team is fucking running. This is the type of shit that takes off. The ones that don't need to be insulting the people, the ones that don't need to be clamoring for everybody to get fucking fired every fucking week. This is where it comes down to where it separates the fucking cheap thrills for the Mm -hmm. real shit. That's all I'm saying. Uh, uh, Bravo. And let me say, between you, Mr. All-22, and me, self-proclaimed mental expert, uh, given how everything went with uh, Carson, I think we got it all covered. We got the film. We got the mentality. We got the mindset figured out. Maybe we should be scouts for this team. Ever just thought saying, about that? I, I, look, man, I'm just looking at the next stadium that we got. Show up in these shakes. We should have fucking Kill passes, it. and we'd be doing these shows after the game, sitting right there in the fucking press box and all kinds of shit, doing our thing. You know, that's what I'm looking at. And um, like I, I do want to get this out before we go. I think there's a good chance by the time we're pod next, Scott Turner's not here. <laughs> well, I, I think I think it's gonna take. Another Did you read week. the article? Well, yeah. So so, but there is also speculation that it takes a week or two because Ron's doing his like end of Ron's not meeting are... with Dan until next week. Right, we know that. So Dan... so I don't think. But I don't think it's we're Dan's gonna pod decision. on Friday. Yeah, whose decision is it? So it's I mean Ron's. that comes it's but there's also Marty, there's also Martin. It's Ron's. Like, we, 
So are they just GM and name? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. I Why do they we have doing the that jobs? offseason series and we went through their resumes and stuff like that. It's and it was Ron like, gave him the job. like Ron, doesn't it? Yeah. The only person in the front office that wasn't a Ron guy is Jason Wright. And I really like Jason Wright. And we've been critical at times also. But Wright Jason, has but no like, control I, of But I personnel. do like Jason. I, I like Jason like, yeah, too, yeah, but he has no decision on personnel. In my opinion. I, he's fine. I, I, he hasn't done anything to blow my fucking socks off. But oh, absolutely fine. not. Even the commander's name. They said they were getting the input of people and everyone seemed to hate but it. Like, every I time that the, when, I, things. when I look into the details and when, when, every time I think Jason Wright's doing the right thing, when I look into the details, I'm like, that felt sloppy. And I yes. don't know if I'm blaming you, but you're the guy in charge of this. So you're kind of catching some of the shrapnel. I just right. wish you cleaned it up a little bit. And I sure. understand things don't have to be perfect. Things are rarely ever perfect. But I, I think the thing I appreciate about him is he will go to Twitter and be like, hey, yes. my bad. I appreciate that. You know, at least he's in, yeah, he's engaging with fans and stuff like that. I think in that pers- from that perspective, we've needed it. And that's pretty cool. Yes. Um, but yeah, I see what you're saying. And you are right, because we have also been critical at the same time. That's the only thing I get. That's the only thing you hear me say anything as far as uh, the, the, those guys go. The only thing that's so like, I do believe Scott Turner's not back. The only reason he would ever come back is because there's even before watching the all 22, there's like 10 to 15 percent of legitimately great. Great shit from Scott Turner in that uh, Sam Howell game. Mm-hmm. I'm not even saying good. I'm the best of Scott Turner <laughs> was in that game that I haven't seen in weeks. There's like one or two plays that we do every week. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. But it's like, if, if, if Ron gets it through his head that uh, maybe if Scott could do that all the time and that loyalty bug hits, it's the Carson thing all over again, but except in this case, he's got the, uh, He's got the loyalty well, factor. Now we, but now I got the Sam Howell uh, and, right? and we have talked about we have talked about Ron's weakness, one of them being loyalty. His and weakness so, as far as the head coaching, what makes him a great man. Mm-hmm. We'd always want somebody loyal in your corner, right? Of course. But it does not work as far as running an NFL franchise. You can't be thing. loyal to the fault. And that's the it, so but that's where I go. I don't think he should be our head coach anymore. We've hit our ceiling. We've talked but, about higher at the time. Correct hire at the time, but, but now go ahead. I don't know if the alternative is better. So, like, the, the thing that I keep looking at right now, who's the offensive coordinator if it's not Scott Turner? Do they elevate Ken Zampese, the quarterback coach? Our, I think that's one of two options. Somebody else on Twitter, I forgot who it was, had mentioned maybe Mike Shula. Mike Shula, senior offensive assistant for the Buffalo Bills, right? Right, but and also, he has experience with Ron. Maybe, but you said you wanted somebody young. Mike I, I do want someone young. Like, I do like... want someone young. That doesn't change. I'm not saying it's right. And, and, and you know what? You bring a good point because you're challenging me here on change for the sake of change. Right. Is it's... it worth it? Right. And that, that is a good question. And it's something I will consider. And it, the also part of it is if we do think right now, Ron Rivera is in a lame duck period. Which I'm not ready to fully bring There's this, but I'm no saying coming back from that article. Just to your I point get on it. Scott Turner, I true. But here's the thing: Ron Rivera meets with Snyder next week, right? Yep. Probably on a Zoom call from his yacht. And Snyder says, "Hey, um, here's the address. You... Come through. We're both gone." <laughs> Snyder, <laughs> look, Snyder says, "Hey, I didn't like the way the season ended, but you know, I wasn't there fucking anyway, and uh, you know, the team's getting sold, so." I mean, you have the rest of your contract until somebody else says something different. 
Godspeed and good luck, Ron. I hope everything works best for you. And Dan Snyder rides off into the sunset. And now Ron's in left in charge of whatever it is that's in Washington. Now, if that's the case, right? Mm-hmm. And you look as far as next season, the only thing, and this is where it's going to get in our offseason series, was the only thing my my the the mantra to me is preventing Ron Rivera from doing anything that handicaps us in the future with the new. My ownership. question is, and this is where the offseason series is going to get interesting, is who is preventing him from doing that? No one. But that's the, the, the thing. So know, it's Ron. Ron being a good guy. Okay, being I, because guy. I could easily also see uh, Dan going. Fuck this team. It's getting sold for a high amount anyway. Trade all the picks. I don't care. Do whatever you want. I now, hate this team. Let now. me ask you this. Just is, the it, way it went. is it better or worse for Sam Howell to learn three different systems or two different systems for three years in the league? <laughs> two, obviously. If you're going between three and two. Yeah. No, it's a fair point. It, it is a fair point. So my thing is like, all right, if you're going to run it back, and you just say the money that you had from Carson Wentz is now gone. My thing, so you, you figure out the Deron Payne thing, you start building up these guys, and you're just like, hey, it next seems like season, almost all that money would just go straight to Payne if what you're resigning. What him. you're basically doing is going back to where it is that we were last year and saying, instead of spending the capital you did on, uh, you're doing a do over of this year without Carson Wentz. That is correct. You are instead addressing other positions. And you have a QB with enough promise that you go, let's see what the kid can do without much expectation. If you're looking purely at draft around. Is right. every does everyone sign up for that? I mean, I do. <laughs> but like, yeah, do, do the players. Uh, it's, the it's thing that's crazy question. is how much we weren't signed up for that at the end of last season. <laughs> well, because at the end of last season, if you looked at the metric, again, the offensive line's playing really well. You look at the way that Heineke was beating teams quarterbacked by decent QBs. And so like you go, oh, there's a high ceiling for this roster. Now we look at it and go, okay, maybe the roster isn't as good as we thought. And so therefore... You don't swing for it. I, I'm of the belief you swing for it when you have a good enough roster. I was delusioned enough to think we had a good enough roster. I now see we don't. Uh, hey, everybody just be prepared for the possibility that Kansas Zampees is your new offense coordinator. Yes, Derek yes. do be prepared for that. Do be Derek prepared Carr's for that. Derek fucking quarterback come uh, Super Bowl week. It's entirely possible. It's entirely possible. Um, anyway, kid, we got to wrap this up, bud. But... Yep. Uh, we will see you guys next week uh, on the ominous note that that K dot just provided right there. Wait, wait, I got, I got, I'm going deep on Ron Rivera for a bit. Y'all gonna have to, y'all gonna have I'm to, looking y'all forward have to, to it. I've got some takes as well. I mean, right. I'm going to, I'm going to get on the drawing board over here and we're going to come up with some. Everybody just stuff. look back at your tweets from the end of last season. I want everybody to remember what you thought. <laughs> see you guys next week. In DC, we're just hoping that you listen. Mm-hmm.